1: Created by Patricia Raskin, a catalyst for positive change. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. And now, with Patricia Raskin Positive Living, here's your host, Patricia Raskin.
0: Well, good morning, everyone, on the West Coast, and good afternoon, everyone, on the East Coast. And if you're in Hawaii, it's even earlier, which is where our guest is from. I think it's uh, 9 o'clock but uh, we'll ask our guest. We have a terrific guest today, and uh, I said to him before the interview, I'd like you to come to my house, but he, this is a long way to get here. His book is Soul Space, Transform Your Home, Transform Your Life, Creating a Home That is Free of Clutter, Full of Beauty, and Inspired by You. Zoran Belbus is an award-winning architectural conservator, designer, philanthropist, and co-owner of the interior and architectural firm, Soul Space Home. His most recent project is the transformation of the Fred Baldwin Memorial Home on Maui into Soul Space Sanctuary, a rejuvenation destination with 28 ocean view bedrooms and a farm-to-table restaurant. And Zorn divides his home between L.A. and Maui, and his website is soulspacehome.com. Thank you, Zorn, for being on the program. Oh, thank you. Yeah, we really appreciate you. it. All right. Well, you talk about eight stages of the soul space process that they're access and release and cleanse and dream and discover and create and elevate and celebrate. So maybe you can talk about that, but also what is the difference between just existing in our home and living with the clutter and flourishing?
1: Well, you know, the difference between between that is that... Our homes, our environments, can actually be what I say can actually be our best friend. So Mm. that when, if they are designed in a very conscious way and designed through the soul space process, that your home can remind you who you are in those moments that you forget who you are, Mm. and our, you know, and our environments are really meant to really uplift us and make us feel at peace and truly feel at home. And so often they are, you know, a place where you know there's it, there's a lot of noise and a lot of static and a lot of clutter, so we really can't even connect to that quiet and you know gentle whisper inside of us.
0: But Soren, what if you, um, you know, are in a space that may not be the space that you really chose? So it's a smaller space than you're used to, and the kitchen, you know, doesn't have the access you want, or you, you don't have the right space. How do you work within something that's not ideal?
1: Well, I mean, that is a challenge for for most people. And what you have to do is you have to just really be present to what is and really be present to what it is that you would like. And then how do you bridge that in a way that is, you know, is the best possible solution that you can actually create for yourself without having to move out of the space. Mm. And rather than staying in what you don't have, Start playing up all the parts that you do and be grateful for those pieces. Because we need to feel grateful and we need to feel truly at home. Even in a space that we don't really feel like just us, but if we don't have a choice, let's choose to at least have as much joy and peace and love as possible at home.
0: Absolutely. So let's talk about the eight stages. I think that's where you start. The first one is access. Explain that.
1: Well, it's actually, and I'm sorry, but it's actually assess rather than access. So it, it's assessing the, uh, the things that we're living with, the objects, the accessories, the furnishings, the pictures, everything that we're looking, you know, that we're living with, and really taking a, a very good look at, you know, does each of these pieces really support me? Do I really feel like it inspires me? Do I love it or do I not love it? You know, Mm. is it in in disrepair and is there a consciousness with that disrepair of not being able to afford and really start looking at what the thoughts are, what the emotions are in all of that are attached to all the objects and the things that we're living with. What's truly important in the assessing phase is to not be in judgment as you open your eyes to truly see what it is that you're living with, so that you can really make choices from a place of loving yourself and not beating yourself up. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's it's really making conscious choices of what's important to you in your in your home or in your space.
1: Exactly. And most of us have lived, you know, for you know, three, five, ten years, making choices over time. And we're living with all of these things in our space. And assessing is about really presenting ourselves to right now. And would we choose all of those same things that that we've chosen over the last several years? Would we choose it again in this moment? And if we wouldn't, then it's really time for it to be released, which is the second phase.
0: All right, let's talk about release.
1: So releasing really teaches us how to let go and why... And why letting go is an important aspect. You know, and when you find things in your home that, let's say, you know, remind you of an old relationship or an old job or, you know, a, an experience that you had that really wasn't, you know, loving, it might be living in objects and things in the space. And so what's important is to release not only the objects, but release the emotional attachments that we have to them, mm. so that we can actually be finished with that emotion that's attached to them or that experience.
0: Do you think so really, we should even have that? Do you think we should even have that in our home? If you know, if it's a negative emotion and we look at that every time we look at it, and it and it affects us emotionally negatively, should we even have it in our home, or should we get? We, should we put it somewhere else?
1: I in, in my world, the soul space process that kind of object needs to be released, but it needs to be released along with the emotional release. Mm -hmm. And and oftentimes we're living with things that are like that, but we're not even aware that they're speaking to us and reminding us of an old pain or an old old wound, that it's a very unconscious thing, but it's not a settling thing. It doesn't make us truly Mm -hmm. feel at home. Yeah, I understand.
0: All right, so let's look at the next one. Um, You have there are eight. Another one is cleanse. Now that's cleanse your space. Talk about that one. Yes,
1: and you know, cleansing is you know on many different levels. It's actually a physical cleansing. It's a repairing of the things that you've decided to keep that need repair, so you're actually repairing them. It's almost like spring cleaning for the soul. And it's about reconnecting to each of the objects through that cleansing and that caring and that nurturing of the things that you decide that really are the things that inspire you, really are beautiful to you, things that are really loving to you and that you love. And it's about taking a moment to reconnect to all those things because the energy and the thoughts that we put into the objects and the things that we're living with actually have a resonance and have a vibration and can support us in, in a major way. And so sort of being thankful for the things that we love.
0: And um, do you suggest uh, smudging your space?
1: Smudging, did you say?
0: Smudging, where you use um, herbs.
1: Yes. I actually have several things in the book about cleansing, because there's energetic cleanses and there's physical cleanses. And smudging, you know, a Native American, you know, process is a beautiful way in which you cleanse the space energetically, just like, you know, burning incense is or, you know, or, you know, or frankincense and myrrh. You know, it's something that energetically shifts the space and you can do all these little ceremonies to actually support you in that cleansing phase. Yeah, absolutely. I love smudging. <laughs>
0: And you really feel when you finish doing that, that it makes a huge difference.
1: I feel like, you know, I probably smudge my space at least once a month because mm. it clears to see, it clears the energy and there's just this feeling of, you know, it's, there's this feeling of groundedness after I bud, that just makes it feel richer. It makes my space feel richer and it just feels like it just, it's clean and it's, Connected to the earth in a different way, and you know, yeah. for your audience, you know, for your audience, whether they know what smudging is or not, it, but it's ta- you know, it's taking um, sage and drawing it out and then burning it over a bowl and just walking through the space and just that simple act of intention and the simple act that sentiment smell, just is really something that I would offer uh, your listeners to just try, mm-hmm. to just try it.
0: Now, um, what about the next word, which is
1: dream? Dream
0: is Dream is the next one. And so what happens after you've cleansed, then is dreaming uh, the goal setting, in a sense, of what you want in your space?
1: Dreaming is about us really, truly reconnecting to all of our dreams. You know, during these very challenging financial times, so many of us have started letting go of and have forgotten what our dreams are because we're so in the survival of the day-to-day. And it's so important because everything starts with a dream. And so it's really taking the time to reconnect to what's really important to you and what really are some of your dreams, whether they're career dreams, relationship dreams, travel dreams, you know, a spiritual journey, dream, whatever that might be, it's important to reconnect to our dreams so that we can actually seed the environment that we're living in with ideas and memories of our dreams. So having the environment be seeded with our dreams, then the environment will speak to us of what's important to us, consciously and unconsciously, Mm. and move us toward manifesting them. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, and, and that's all part of the law of attraction, don't you think, Zorn?
1: Absolutely. And so, you know, so often with the law of attraction, it's really a, it's about, you know, consciously, you know, being, you know, with it. And these are ways that when you forget, your dreams are implanted in your space and they'll remind you, you know, whether that's in a picture or in an object or, you know, in a word or a phrase, whatever that might be. And so, yeah, it's, it starts, you know, it starts with a dream. We all remember, I often say this, that, you know, we all remember that nursery rhyme, row, row, row your boat gently down the stream." Mm. Life is but a dream. Let's start dreaming. Let's start dreaming what we really want. What's our soul's dream? What do we truly want to be experiencing here?
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, your next one is discover.
1: Now, discover is a really fun one. Because what I really invite people to do is to really step outside of their comfort zone and outside of their normal routine and their normal box that they're living in. You know, if we're used to going to the mall or used to going, you know, to a shopping center not too far from home to look for, you know, objects for the home or furnishings for the home, how about going to different neighborhoods? How about going to antique stores when you've only been modern or modern stores if you've only been antique? Or when's the last time you went to a museum or took a walk in the woods? You know, it's like do things that you haven't been doing so you can discover and see if there are parts of yourself that we've left behind and that we can find once again in discovering and exploring new places and new things and new objects and new inspiration. It's a really fun one. It can be a, you know, we can challenge ourselves to, you know, get outside of our boxes and and open to something more.
0: Which is really, really, really exciting in our life. All right. Then we have create, elevate, and celebrate. Are they very different?
1: They're very different. So create is now that you've connected to your dreams and now you've gone to discover and be inspired, now let's start bringing those things home. How do we, you know, buy that new sofa, that new piece of cabinetry, that new lamp, that new accessory, that new painting? And now let's start really transforming our space. Create is about transforming the space. It's about bringing it concrete into reality, very grounded, and start really physically shifting and changing the space. And in Elevate... Elevate is one that I love because what I ask people to do is to really connect to the music that really inspires them, music that really feels like an expression of them. You know, incense. You know, Elevate is about all the magic, you know, the candlelight, the music, the sound, mm. the, whether it's, you know, a tabletop water fountain, you know, and water feature, you um, You know, what kind of lighting do we like? These are the things that actually bring the vibration up and really support us into the magic and into the romance of ourselves. Uh, You know, that's an
0: interesting word. I just want to say magic because we often don't think of that. I think what you're really talking about in all of this is elevating your home to something very special that you honor and treasure.
1: Which is you. Yes. Yes. Because I really believe that our space is an expression of ourselves. And so it's really about honoring and respecting and connecting to ourselves and let our space be a full expression of us as opposed to a full expression of, you know, the latest design trend, you know, or the clutter that we have in our house. You know, it's like let us, let us breathe at home. Let us be at peace at home. You know let us really feel at home. It's time for all of us to feel more at home.
0: Yeah, I guess and I, I, it's it's really beautiful what you're saying. I think about so many of us, me included in this, you know where you come to your office or you come and you you know you throw your coat down or you you, you put the piles of paper. What you're saying is you have to be more mindful about doing those things.
1: Absolutely. So that you know, because then what allows us to what then what occurs is that we are more present in every moment. Because Mm. the way in which we create our space and the way in which we not throw that coat but hang our coat allows us to truly be present and more at home inside of ourselves. So that there's not all this unfinished business around us. There's just the next task or the next rest. Or you know the next meal that's sitting in front of us. Mm, absolutely.
0: All right. Now the last two you said elevate and celebrate.
1: Yes. Now once you connect it to you know the music, the sense, the, the you know the lighting, then then you're really living in your soul space. And what's important is that life is also about celebrating. And so once you've connected to and you've created your space, it's important for you to celebrate you in the newfound you in your space. And then invite others in, your friends, your immediate family, your friends, and let them now see who you've become and how you've shifted so that we can gain the support of the people that love us to really stay connected to that part of ourselves. It's, mm-hmm. it's amazing what happens in the transformation of a space when my clients have gone through the eight-step process. It's like all of a sudden they can see more beauty, the beauty that really lives inside them, expressed in the space, and others can see it, and then others can support them in being that on a more constant mm-hmm. basis.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. What about what can people do right now who are listening to this? Just two or three things that we can do to alter our space and feel better.
1: Um, I would say one thing that would be awesome to do is to go around into every room into your entire space and mm-hmm. take a look at the and take a look at the photographs of people that you have around that you have sitting around. And ask yourself when you're looking at that photo in that frame, is this relationship, is this person that I'm walking by every day, is this relationship clean? Is it pure? Is there unfinished business in there? Are there things, are there things that I haven't communicated to this person that needs to be communicated? You know, is there anger? You know, take a look at what emotions come up for you. When you're Mm -hmm. truly looking in the eyes of those people that you're surrounding yourself with on a daily basis, that's a good one. That's one.
0: That is one, and it's excellent.
1: The second thing is, and I always say, one of the best places to start the soul space process is in the bedroom. Because the bedroom is supposed to be the place in which we're really, truly supposed to rest. If there's clutter in the bedroom, if there is work in the bedroom, can you just clear the clutter and clear the work so that your bedroom can be the place where you actually do rest? It can be the place Mm -hmm. where you're actually romantic. It's like, let's clear one spot, and if we're going to clear one spot, let's clear that bedroom so it can truly feed us in a deep and profound way. The... uh, That's it. Another third thing. A third thing that might be good to do is to very lovingly walk around the house and make a list of all the things that you know aren't working. You know, doors that are hard to open, windows that don't open or close, you know, places where they squeak, because all of those things are very irritating to the soul. And so it might be nice just to make a little list that you can get to later, but at least you have now conscious awareness of things that need to be collected to support you more.
0: All right. What's one thing that everyone should have in their home?
1: That everyone should have in their home?
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Is there one thing that you think people should have in their home? To help them feel Uh, more comforted. I mean, should we all have a special space for our keys and uh, and those kinds of things.
1: I think that we all, whether we're living by ourselves or we're living with, you know, a large family, we all need one space where we can go and just truly be in rest. You know, whether that's in front of an altar, whether it's a chair in a particular room, some place that is, we can claim as our place to begin deepening our connection to the peace that we have inside of ourselves. Just one place and maybe one object that's next to that that reminds us of, oh, it's time to rest. Just be for a little bit and breathe. Close your eyes and just be and rest for a moment. Mm,
0: yeah, and that's, that's as you said, even if it's a corner, like a special a special space. I know people who exactly. have altars, special altars where they sit and... And have altars. And I've had that at one point. It's really a lovely, very special. What do you think are the biggest design mistakes that people are making today's on?
1: Mm, I believe that, you know, so often people are still into what is trendy. And they often try to mimic the latest design trend. Mm. And mm. that design trend necessarily isn't um, Getting you know, an them. expression of you. It's not really an expression of you. It's just an expression of the latest marketing trend. And so I think that often people are trying to, you know, be hip and cool as to what's new and hot as opposed to what is new and hot just being you.
0: All right. We have a couple of minutes left. What would you What would you say, you know, if people asked you questions, what do you find are the most common questions that you get when you give a workshop or a talk? Or the most common concerns you hear from people's on
1: well you know one thing that a lot of people are afraid of is color and you know often oftentimes you know they, they just don't know what colors to bring in and how to bring color in and I hear I do hear that over and over again they don't trust themselves in color and the one thing that I always point them to is go to your closet pick out all the clothing that is your favorite clothing and the things that you love to wear. And you're going to find what your color palette is because if you love to wear it, you're going to love to live in it.
0: That's so true. Yes. And, and what about bright colors? Why are people afraid of making their rooms bright colors? You don't see that so much.
1: You know, you, you don't, but lately you're seeing it more. And, um, you know, I think that we've, I think that we've all been a little bit afraid of color because we're all a little bit afraid to really like show ourselves almost like a peacock. It's like, you know, let ourselves be freer and not so bland and so neutral. It's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's, you know, color is a way in which to truly express yourself because it brings color, it brings in a lot of emotion.
0: And, and you so can do it, you don't, don't have to spend we, a lot of money doing
1: it. No, we don't. I mean, it's, you know, painting one wall in a room can completely change the energy and the whole feel of a room. Mm-hmm. I say be daring. You can always paint over it.
0: All right. What is your message, your closing message to people about your book? And I really suggest everybody get this book, Soul Space, Transform Your Home, Transform Your Life, Creating a Home that is Free of Clutter, Full of Beauty, and Inspired by You. What would be your, your, your message? What is it you want to leave our listeners with?
1: My, my message is this, that if I truly want to support people in finding a, and connecting to a deeper part of themselves so that they can be living a more fulfilling and happier and joyful life. And I know that if we can create that even in one room, in our own space, in our own homes, that that will resonate out into all the other places that we go and have to, and we live life you know, whether that's at work or anywhere else. So I say, you know, I would like to support people in starting the soul space process and do it at their soul's pace. Mm -hmm. There's no pressure. Just do it at the pace that works for them.
0: Thank you so much. So, and how can people find your book and find out more about you and workshops that you give?
1: Uh, People can go to Mm soulspace.com and it uh, has the Soul Space Institute and Sanctuary, and it has the Soul Space book and blog.
0: All right. And do you give workshops?
1: You know, we're going to be starting to do workshops here in Maui, but probably not until starting in February.
0: All right. In different parts of the country?
1: Um, eventually, we'll be moving around and doing different parts of the country. We're going to start here first. All right. So my guest is I'll, been... I'll keep it updated on Soul Space.
0: Thank you so much. Soulspace.com. My guest today is Zorn Belbus and his book is Soul Space: Transform Your Home, Transform Your Life, Creating a Home That Is Free of Clutter, Full of Beauty, and Inspired by You. And you can log on to SoulSpace.com. Thanks so much, Zorn. Really, really appreciate your time. So much for having. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, stay on the line, please, for a minute. All right, folks, remember: stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. I'm Patricia Raskin, Positive Living right here on Voice America, America's Voice. Bye for now.